Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. There we go, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, football Friday. The Eddie, Eddie, are you wearing a shirt from, like, 2003? What shirt is that? Montauk no, Tackle. Yeah, no, maybe not. Okay. No, whatever. Uh, Al, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, you sound better? Uh, yeah. Somewhat, kind of? My my uh, throat doesn't hurt anymore. Well, that's a good thing. Any but, congestion? Uh, no, no good. congestion either. Hey. I just feel like my uh, my voice isn't 100%, but, yeah. it, but um, I woke up better than I went to bed. That's all that matters. So I'll take it, Jerry. And you know hopefully what I'm today goes better for you physically. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I like this uh, Rob Manfred giving us a nice five, five year, years, five year heads up that he's out. He's retiring in five years. That's a weird thing to announce. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see the press conference. I heard the clip where he was talking about uh, he'll be done. He's 65. Do the math. I'll be said, blah, 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 blah. Um, but that was an odd one. If he just kind of voluntarily gave that up, that's yeah. strange. I don't. My guess is he was probably asked because he just signed a new contract. So, so. somebody randomly was like. Hey, are you going to retire? Because I also would like to make an announcement, Jerry. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I did the math on this. I will be, I could be almost 60 years old. I'm retiring on uh, Memorial Day Friday after the Memorial Day weekend show of 2029. Okay. So five more years. Awful announcing. Did you get that? Al Dukes is retiring in five years. Yay. May of I'll do that show okay, and then um and that's it you're gonna stay down the Jersey Shore it's perfect <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I don't even have to commute my last day all right so you're 2029 20, Eddie you're in a couple of years you want to give us an announcement on when you're planning a date maybe 
The same day, but 26. 2026. So yes. you're, wow, wow, Memorial Day Friday, 2026. And if I do the math, um, unless I get fired, which is always possible, uh, let's see, a 14-year-old. For the, well, so uh, Eddie's out in two years. He, yes. Wow. 2020, yeah. Wow, we got five years, Done right? deal. You've got five. Five. I'm going to be 50. Mm-hmm. I've got 10 years. you got oh, kids, oh, though. Eddie God. and I just have to take the care of dogs. Right. So, but I'm saying 10 years from, so you've got, he's got two, you've got five, got 10. Okay. Uh-oh. You're going to be here a while, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, and Boomer's not going to be here in 10 years. Like, what is this going to be? I just can't see doing this without Rob Manfred as the <laughs> MLB baseball commissioner. If he's leaving in January of 29, How Jerry, will you ever go to work every day? Then I feel like day. I have to get out the same time as him. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Awful announcing in Barrett wow. Sports Media. We got breaking news. We've got the announcements are set. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Eddie yeah. and I were talking. We, we both decided that that Memorial Day weekend is a great final show because it's a good one because then you're out for the summer yeah that is a good one i like that you get all your praise you know what i'm saying and that show specifically is a blast yes so that will be you will go out exactly the way you want to go out correct being cheered yes ah the the applause will be unbelievable take photos with you guys will be like conquering heroes on your retirement fridays if eddie's getting out in two years i better get somebody in there trained on sound effects (laughs) you think we got some guys that try, uh, ill-timed, but they do try. Yeah. We might have to get, like, uh, is that a major in college these days in broadcasting, sound effects? Uh, I don't know that it is, but the what Should be. Eddie does is not something that you can be taught. I All right, so you've got to figure it out. So here's, this is for kids, college kids who are sophomores right now. Yeah. You got two years. Study. Mm. Figure it out. Uh you're going to need. We're going to need to replace Eddie in two years. Yeah, so we're going to need somebody who knows sound effects, I who think, knows timing. I think that's that. why Zoo tries so hard to figure it out. Yeah, I think he wants the job. I see. Some of his drops don't quite fit. Right. Like when I had uh, Tim Capstra on, and in the middle of it, he was hitting Family Fun Bank with Minko sound. <laughs> Which makes no sense. No, it, it, it didn't make sense. And it was in the middle of Capper talking. Yeah. <laughs> Made less sense. Yeah, We're some, here. Yeah. We're here. Some guys are aggressive. Some guys are not. So I'm just saying, two years. Figure it out, people. Yeah. We're looking. We'll be looking. It's hard to believe Eddie's going to retire in two years because that's going to go by like this. Well, that's the weird thing about, like, I seen this Rob Manfred announcement. I'm like, five years? That sounds like... A long time. But it's not. But then when you look back five years, like when you try to look forward five years, that feels like oh, that's a far sure. ways away. Yeah. And when you look back five years, that seems like, oh, that kind of just happened. You're like, I'm almost done with my eighth season at Rutgers. Eight. Is that right? It does not feel like that long at all. And yet here we are eight years later yeah. after 11 at Columbia. Like that's a long time. It is a long time, Jerry. How and long yet, have you been doing Dallas Cowboys? 14 years. Wow. Yeah. I did. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> wow is right. Feeling old, man. And you guys been here at WFAN forever. Yeah, 27 for me and longer for him. Man. It's a long... I mean, you too, though. I mean... It, I know, but I, but that's the funny thing about WFAN. Like, I've been here over 17 years. Which is a long time. And I'm not even like what... I, I look around... Are you every, top 10? <laughs> every, time, every time I turn, there's somebody who's been here longer. There's you. There's Eddie. There's... Well, even McMonagall this morning, he was telling a story about how he didn't know who Mike Pagliarulo was when he first got here. And he's this huge Yankee fan. And how Usler was like stunned. He didn't know who he was as this big Yankee guy. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I started here in 2006. I'm like, When? 
Uh, Mike, even for him, that's 18 years. Or maybe it was 2007. Whatever. 17 or 18 years. Even McMonagall's right there with you. Yeah. I yeah, didn't it's realize. It's such a rarity in radio. And to have a place where there are multiple people for in sure. that category is very odd. How about Dove? Right, Dove. It's uh, a lot of people here a long time. That's why when, when I was uh, offered to job with Boomer and Carton. Yeah. And I had been working at 92.3 at that point with Opie and Anthony. Yeah. And I was just like... That FAN seems like a real stable place. I probably should go over there. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are all these here years. Here we are. But what's, what's funny, too, is upon my coming over, thinking, oh, this is a real stable place. But, but I get here, and it's like, Mike and the Mad Dog are breaking up. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just got here. Yeah, I, I know. Well, Mike did a very good job of keeping things stable he in did. the afternoon because that could have gone kapooey very quickly. I thought that was going to go kapooey. Yeah, no, I, I think did. a lot of people did. A lot of people. Because they never cut down the length of the show. Right. And one guy doing five and a half hours, and not the guy that had the energy that Russo had. It was Mike, who lacked a little bit of energy compared to Russo. You think, oh, my God, five and a half hours, and he plowed through it for years. Yeah, I remember when, when we got here, and then we heard that Mike and the Mad Dog were breaking up, and, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be an unstable radio station. I'm like, you know what? We'll be okay as long as Russo's the one who stays. And then I got, no, Russo's leaving. I'm like, oh, no. But no, Mike, boom. Yeah, he did for a long time. Mike picked that right up five and a half hours a day. Come at me. And even, not that the audience cares, but just quickly to your point, Mm -hmm. even if you look in the sales room, how many people have been around here for 20 years? Yeah. So it's It's amazing. uh, You're right. That's a good way to put it. A very stable place to be and has been. I have, there's a sales guy back there, Eric, who I worked with at WNEW in 2001. That's he's still 23 years ago. He's still one of my sales guys, Jerry. Isn't that something? I know. How about that? How about that? Exactly right. Jerry, in keeping with the baseball theme. Oh, baseball theme. With uh, Rob Manfred announcing his retirement in five years. Well, I, by the way, that gives them a heads up, too. We need five years. Yes. So you young students out there, there's two job openings coming up. Eddie Scazzeri, sound effects. And MLB commissioner. And you, or you could be MLB. If you don't get that job, you'll have then three years to figure out how to become MLB commissioner. I'd like to be MLB commissioner. Yeah, I think you could do that. How do I do that? You like baseball. <laughs> I do. But although I will tell you, not pleased. I got the email yesterday from my MLB.tv renewing, yeah. which I've had for nine years, I think, running. It's the, one of the best apps, especially if you like baseball and also with our hours. It helps to watch the last four, three or oh, four yeah. innings of games. A tremendous app. It is, and you can. See, it is great. Mm, they went up from twenty four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine a month. Is that right? And it was like in small print. But you mm. uh, only need that then in baseball season, right? They don't. Yeah, they, they, they don't require you to do a year. Correct. You, I think you pay March through October, which is fine. Yeah. I don't pay for it in November, December, January, February. It might even be April. I'm not sure. But I did see that I'm getting the renewal. I'm like, you bumped it up $5 a month. Five bucks. Netflix is up $5 a month. My MLB.TV is up 5 bucks a month. I got to figure out which ones I'm canceling here. Right. They keep uh, they keep God needling darn. you, Jerry. Yeah, they are. Do you yeah, think, so are. you want to be baseball commissioner. Do you think, uh, like, let's say you, you went, and we're in the offseason. You went to, if you shadowed Rob Manfred today. Yeah. Do you think you'd be surprised at how much he's doing? Oh, yeah. Or would you be like, no, it doesn't seem so hard. I think your head would spin. Really? How much is on his plate every day. Even in the off-season. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Because you've got, I mean, whether it's just, you've got to deal team by team. You've got to deal with player issues. You've got to deal with rules changes. You've got to think and, and, and deal with future schedules, international games. 
uh, free agency rules, salary, you know, not salary cap, but luxury. To I think you're, I think you'd be amazed how much stuff he goes through. All the commissioners in a, in a day. Yeah, and the other the other thing we've been seeing with Rob Manfred in particular in baseball is he's now also has to deal with like media rights in a bunch of different cities. Oh, absolutely. That's what I meant by team by team yeah. issues. It's not just MLB in a vacuum. It is MLB, but. What are the Padres doing? What what the hell is going on in Oakland with the A's? Are they going to Vegas? They're not going to Vegas. Where are they playing next year? Like those are things you've got to worry about now in 2024 when the A's don't have a home in 2025. And who cares about the A's here in New York? But he's got to worry about it. That one seems harder than Roger Goodell in the NFL. I feel like that one's kind of humming along. It's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put a game in Ethiopia. Let's go. <laughs> People are like, okay, we're going to do an Ethiopian game. They are going to Brazil. Yeah. They are doing that. So I don't know about Ethiopia, but they are playing games all over the I think we're going to get to a point in the NFL where you're going to have literally 14 international games a year. I don't know about week one. I don't know about week 17 or week 18, whatever that final week is. But I think in the middle, you're going to have an international game almost every week. That's that's where we're going if they don't put a team in London and you've got a game out there every Sunday. we got to start getting international teams like where one of like Dallas Cowboys versus Iran. No. <laughs> That would be awesome. Let's Jerry. start with the London Jaguars first, and then we can worry about not Iran. Yeah, Iran, Iraq, but perhaps France. Uh, tell us what you. What can you tell us about uh, Libya's quarterback and your <laughs> how you're going to defend him? Oh man, we won't see that in our lifetime. But let me ask you this: Fifty years from now, how many teams are outside the United States in the NFL? Ten. You think that ten? Yeah. I was going to say four or five that there might be an international division. Yeah, ten's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know about ten. Man, you get traded to Iraq or something. That sucks. But I don't think they're going to Iraq. <laughs> I think you might have a team in in Canada. You could have a team in London. I what mean, about you, Dubai? People seem to love Dubai. The, the the flight is so far. You ever see those pictures of Dubai? I don't know. These pop up on social yeah. media a lot. It's like. Dubai in the year 2000 mm-hmm. and Dubai now and like it looks like just, New York like a beautiful new New York City. Yeah, and in like 2000 it was like dirt. Yeah. And now it's like got these huge skyscrapers. Yeah. And as I, I said get... last week to you because I was watching the the World Tour golf event there where Rory McIlroy's playing they're showing like an overhead shot and they're like here's a here's Iran. I'm like wait, right there? Like he's on a putting green. You can look across the water and there's Iran. Like wow. What? Yeah, if you look on a map, and it's it's not that close, but it's really close. They could shoot a missile at us, Iran, from there for sure. It was it was pretty wild how close it was. I didn't realize. And you've got, you know, you got guys like a lot of the American players that go to Dubai and play a lot. You are really close to communist countries, right. like and an, and an unstable time right now in the world. Ooh, pretty wild. It's like when uh, here in America, sometimes you have like these these mansions, right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. And then a block over, trouble. Oh, sure. And yeah. you're like, hmm, there's just a block over, trouble. And like you see I'm, that a lot now. Yeah. Like, if I'm spending millions of dollars on a house, I better be in the middle and far away from trouble. There's a My Way Home from Rutgers. And by the way, Rutgers won last night. I wish you would have come to a game like last night. I know the game you went to was okay. They lost at Illinois. But the environment last night was so incredible. I, again, I always talk about how inside that Rutgers world, how big that night was. Um, Who'd they beat? They beat Northwestern. They were down 15, came back and won by three. And the it was as loud as I've heard it in years, which was pretty cool. That's the type of game I wish you would have saw. 
uh, when you went with Gina. But anyway, on my drive home, the way I go, they're not trouble, but, you know, very modest homes on this one block. And a few years ago, you could see they were clearing some space on the one side of the street. And the home is now built and someone moved in. It's got to be $2 million. It is a monstrosity surrounded by all these small little ranches, like three-bedroom ranch. They're fine, but the house doesn't belong on the doesn't block. Fit. So weird. But I guess a builder finds land, builds it, and if you build it, someone will buy it. Right, and then they hope when uh, one of the smaller houses sells, someone knocks it down and builds another big one. Maybe. And little by little, you get all big houses. But what do they always say? You don't want to be the biggest and best house on the block. Right. Well, these people are. You want to have the worst house in the best neighborhood. Right. Raise your value. Oh, look at this on CBS Sports Network. Guys, we're talking about it. Some uh, Rutgers highlights. How about that? Boom. How about that? Did so. that how'd that, uh, that guy on Rutgers who I likes, the thin, nerdy-looking guy? What's his name? <laughs> he's not nerdy-looking. He's cool. With the glasses? Yeah, he's he, good. You're talking about Gavin Griffiths. Yes. yes. He is not nerdy I like at him. all. Uh, he didn't play much last night. He played a little bit. What? He, he, did, he played a little bit, but this place last night, this was a lot of fun. I God, I wish you would have been at a game like mm. this. What time did this game end? Yeah, well, it started at 6.30. Oh, okay. Earlier start. The problem was it went a little late, so uh, I got home at 10. Okay. A little, uh, yeah, right, a little before 10, I would say. You pull in what we call Vegas hours, Jerry. <laughs> Vegas, and then you know what happens? I can't sleep when I get home. Right, because you're all jacked up from a big Rutgers win. So at 11 o'clock, I got out of bed, went downstairs, and laid down and watched TV. What'd you put, what'd you put on? Uh, I was putting on the golf. How about this, before we take a break? It was we, live golf from no, another it was, part? No, uh, it was the Genesis. Um, there was a replay. And it, so Tiger's playing. He's got his new gear on. We were talking about the, what was it called again? Sunday Stripes or was Sunday that Red. Sunday Red. So he's got his new gear. He looks good, although I will tell you the logo, if you don't see it up close, it I don't know. It, it just looks like an – I don't know what it looks like, but whatever. Um, on 18, he had a decent round. He's even through 17. He goes to 18, drives the ball right down the right side of the fairway. And what do we always talk about with pro golfers, like the way they hover around them as if they're never going to make a mistake? Tiger Woods hit a ball sideways, like sideways mm-hmm. into the tree – he hit the ball off. You've heard of the hosel? I have not. So where the shaft meets the head. That's the hosel, Jerry? It's Yeah, it's that part right here in the corner where you hit the ball too far inside, and it shoots the ball sideways. He is lucky that the ball elevated a little bit. Otherwise, he would have killed somebody. They're right there. Yeah, get out the way. What and, if he yelled four? I don't know if he did or he didn't. But then the ball is behind a tree. No joke. He's right behind a tree, and in front of that, there's a tree like three or four feet to the right. He's got this tiny little gap, and these people are right next to him right after he just shanked the shot where the announcer goes, uh, the people better be careful because if he mishits this and hits a tree, someone's getting plunked. Yes. Not only did he not, he literally, how he did it, I don't know, because he's Tiger. He puts it through the small little gap to within 15 feet of the hole. Nice. It was unbelievable. But we always talk about, we we think these guys are never going to miss. And there was Tiger Woods hitting a ball sideways last night and yeah, yesterday. I feel like in all sports now, we're getting too close. I right? agree. In the NBA, you could have a seat right there. By the bench. By the bench. Yep. How many times we see people on NFL sidelines get plowed over? Yeah. Baseball, at least they put netting up now. So hockey, they don't they're get protected. Killed. And hockey protected. You got the glass. Good point. When we come back, I have a story that is going to blow your mind. Is that right? And not in a good way. Oh. Not in a good way. What's it involve? Tease me, Jerry. Uh, 
Hmm, that seemed weird. <laughs> Take off your clothes. Um, weather and sports. Oh, okay. And you're not going to like this one. All right, okay, we got like the you're not gonna like 520. We're just getting started. I was got something to tell you. Then boom, we're in Geo at 6. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You, were, you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, the offspring on a Friday morning, 527. Um, Alan Jerry until uh, 6, Boomer and Geo then. So, you know, during the football season, we've had numerous weather delays. And we're always like, just play. We never had to deal with this before. Did you see the story from two days ago? I meant to bring this up, and I forgot. A 35-year-old professional soccer player in Indonesia yeah. was struck by lightning and killed on the field. Oh, during the game? Yeah, as he was running onto the field. And here's what, as disturbing as that is, the video is online with a warning how graphic the video is. Why are we showing that? So I could go online and watch a soccer player running onto the field during a game getting whacked by lightning. Uh, Not only that, the still photo is beyond. It looks like a fireball. Hits hits him in the ground and... Dude, it is horrible. And, and then what happens? I, I that part I couldn't. They tell cut you. out. They you don't have that on. Video. I, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, because when I clicked on the story, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. My first thought is, I think we better stop talking about the the NFL plowing through these thunderstorms. Yeah. Um, and then when you click on the story, the video just automatically rolls. And the first thing that came up was, you know, um, warning graphic. I'm like, I ain't watching this. And I stopped reading, and I got away from it. And then what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't wow. know. I can't. I imagine the game was canceled. I would hope so. And they moved on. I, even if you just just Google, and you, nothing, the video won't pop up, All but right. if you just Google soccer, lightning, death, and I imagine you'll get the same search I got, you'll see his name, and you'll see the little thing. If you scroll down to top stories, mm-hmm. you will see... A screenshot of Ooh. the video. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding? A screenshot of the lightning strike. 
Wow. That looks like a comet yes. exploded. Like an asteroid hit the hit the game. I mean, how horrible is that? So Man. no more are we going to complain about games being paused for thunder and lightning. Yeah, normally I'm all over the NFL for that. I'm like, when I was a little kid, Jerry, we would play in the thunder and the lightning. And what are the chances? They always go. That's like uh, your same as your chances of getting struck by lightning. Yeah. Until you get struck by lightning, then it sucks. Yes, very much so. All and right. These, so. And these storms have gotten more violent, as we know. Yeah. This from now on, hey, travel coaches, thunder and lightning, get the kids off the field. Holy cow! Hmm. So yeah, I know. When I was a kid, when it was lightning, like they would tell you not to stand by a tree because the tree. But here's what always confused hit. me. Yes. But then they would also tell you not to not to stand in an open field because you're the tallest thing there. Right. So where do you want me to be? I don't know. Inside. Indoors. Essentially, yes, inside. Yeah, they actually just this past year down in Bradley Beach where I am, they put up all these signs about when when you see lightning to go for cover. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, like, they just have these signs ever find shelter. Well, do they have lightning shelters there? No. No, they don't. Because there are golf courses that do have lightning shelters. So, like, if you're on the 13th hole and you're as far as away from the clubhouse as possible and one of these storms rolls in, they don't all have them, but a lot of courses will have a little shelter area where you can be covered by, like, a concrete um, barrier and a roof, and at least you can get out of the element for however long the danger is there. No, it's weird. Have you ever been on an airplane and they and they tell you that the plane was struck by lightning thankfully no but they like the plane can absorb lightning hits somehow Have i don't you? know how no 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 no. but i feel like i feel like it's more common than we think that airplanes you're on get hit by lightning hmm. and well, just like it goes around the airplane jerry and it doesn't like blow up the plane like a force field yeah like a force field it goes whoosh, the energy goes around it well i certainly hope so because i got on a plane again tomorrow and i just put that in my head good god Oh. Uh, this is a four-hour flight. Uh, we'll probably get struck by no, lightning. They don't but, say that. Uh, the plane could absorb it. I, I will tell you, when I got on the plane in Vegas, the United flight, yeah, two pilots right up your alley had the salty black hair, clearly in their late 40s to 50s. Great age for a pilot. Had the pilot voice. But I will tell you, I heard something on that flight. I, in all my years of flying, I've never heard before. If I told you this, stop me. I don't know if I did or not. We were, they said it was going to be a smooth flight, which is always the kiss of death. And at about two hours into the flight, the seatbelt sign comes on and they're like, folks are about to hit some unexpected turbulence. It might be a lot. So just please keep your seatbelt on. Okay, fair enough. About a minute goes by and they come on. A flight attendants, please get to your jump seats ASAP. I was like, what? Yeah. And the people around me were like, what the hell did that mean? And the flight attendants stopped what they were doing, went to their seats and put their harnesses on. And you're like waiting for this crazy turbulence. Nothing. It could not have been a smoother flight. And within five minutes, they were back doing what they were doing. And it passed. I'm glad they warned us. But my God, nothing happened. And it was like for a couple minutes, they're like, what are we hitting? We got that warning on our flight home, me and Eddie. And, and they were like, where the flight attendant was going around making sure everybody's seatbelt was legitimately secure. Really? And then we, I felt like we didn't get much either. You were able to pass through it. Big warning, we passed right through it, Jerry. Yeah. It can be nerve-wracking, that's for sure. Here's a fun headline. I'm just going to read to you the headline, Jerry. I love a, go- a good, fun headline. This comes from our friends at Awful Announcing. Okay. The headline reads... Al Duke's retiring in five years? <laughs> no, I don't think that's out yet. Oh, not yet. WFAN's <laughs> Sal Licata insists he's not a clown 
while dressed as a clown. I played this audio yesterday, and the video that goes along with it is hilarious because he looks like a fool. It's just like, what a great headline. He's not a clown while dressed as a clown. Yep, that sounds about right. That's hmm. our guy, Sal. That was, I want to see if I still have it because I did play it yesterday and I thought it was very funny. No, I actually don't. Uh, I'm not I a clown. It. Well, it was that because if you remember, he was annoyed that a caller called up making fun of him for looking like a clown. And then he was the one, I'm not a clown. I'm a talk show host at WFAN, which is why I played it. And the best part of that was Brandon couldn't contain himself. He's looking at him like, he's like, dude. Like, this video is not going to age well <laughs> when you look at yourself. So, is this it? This might be it. Eh, no, that's Do you think it. he did that on purpose, knowing he was dressed as a clown, yelling that he's not a clown? Yeah, like, I've never heard that before. Oh, you're a clown. Oh, you're a clown. Okay, all right, you're really original. Haven't heard that before. It's really going to hurt me. Guess what? I'm not, in fact, a clown. I'm a talk show host on WFAN. As he just dressed like a clown. <laughs> I kind of feel like that was a setup. It might have been. I, I do think people call to needle him. I do. I they do call to needle him. Yes. Yeah. From he his loses old it. overnight days. That said, he was dressed like a clown. He was a clown. And it was kind of funny. That's why you're a clown. Goodbye. I think that's a great headline, great fun story. And then you put the video with it. <laughs> I think people around the country got to be, look at this clown. <laughs> well, this is New York radio. Yes. Tell me about it. And we've got a job opening here called program director <laughs> that's for right. WFAN. You got to come work with a bunch of guys dressed as clowns and wrestlers. You got to run clowns. Yeah. I feel like Brandon didn't get as much love for his outfit right. as Sal did because Sal's so crazy. Yeah. When, what was the incident where Mike Francesa called Chris Carlin a clown and hung up on him? That was Carlin? Yeah. Do you remember? Eddie has the must clip where he just a, goes, that's have, why you're a clown. Goodbye. Had to have been him defending something Rutgers related, I would think. <laughs> I can't. Well, that's why you're a clown. Bye. <laughs> and he hung up on him. I, that was Carlin? Yeah. I didn't know that. I remember that being I Carlin. just assumed that was a caller. No. Yeah, I don't know. I Carlin don't got called the clown. And they, I mean, listen, they had their issues. Carlin and the Francesa relationship for a long time was interesting. And I was in that studio for six months with them. Yeah. It was a love-hate relationship. It was contentious, would you say? It was contentious. I do agree with that. And... There was a lot of uh, a lot of stressful days. Yeah. Not so good. probably every job that Carlin had after that was like easy compared to. Oh yeah, when he went in and had to do sports for Imus, that was really easy. <laughs> I mean, are you nuts? He, I mean, you talk about panicked. Oof. He did, he did that after he yeah. was okay. So he was producer oh, yeah. for Mike and Chris, correct? And then he got then an he became a talk job. show host. Okay, no, he became a talk show host. How? I don't know how he ended up doing sports for Imus. I had something to do, I think, with Sid getting fired for the 19th time. Yeah. Um, and he ended up filling in for Sid. Imus took a, light, a, a weird liking to him, but killed him. And there were times he kicked him out of the studio. <laughs> like, there are some pretty wild videos out there. Imus seemed like a weird dude. You think? <laughs> yeah, he was... Uh, you know what he was? He was one of the... I know, I know Howard Stern's still out there, but... He was one of the last, at least I think, one of the last superstar radio guys yeah. that had that aura about him that was untouchable in terms of the staff. Mm -hmm. Like he was the only one that talked to him were Charles, Bernie, Lou, and Chernoff. And that was it. Like it was, yeah, it was a weird time.
You're right, though. One of the last radio superstars, Jerry. Yeah, from a stamp of, again, from a standpoint of being like untouchable by anybody around him in the building other than the people he worked with and his boss. And even his boss, he used to kick out of the studio oh, yeah. constantly. That is a weird, I feel like, you know, radio entertainment type things and pro sports, the star can doesn't have to listen to the boss. Yeah, like, they, no they overrule else. them. Like almost nowhere else in the in in any other job, unless you were like a super, um, you were a really great salesperson that brought in a ton of sure. money, and your sales manager can't say nothing, right? Can't tell you what to do because you're so valuable to the company, right? But then, again, it case. comes down to money though, too. Yeah, because now he's making more than everybody else, and you're right. It's very much like the head coach or the manager does not make as much money as the players. Like, what type of authority do you really have? Yeah. And it's not like that in any other business. It's just not. If you own a business, you're making more than your employees are. Or you're, you would think the guy you put in charge of your employees is making more than them. But not in sports and not in this business. That's for damn sure. I'm Boomer Esiason. Well, exactly. uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, when we come back, just two minutes, and not because she broke the record, but I have to ask you about this Caitlin Clark oh, okay. from last night. And then you've got other stuff. And we've got Boomer and Geo at 6 right here on The Fan. Delia gets in the paint, pull up, short jumper, no, long rebound, dug up by Gabby Marshall, scoops a pass to Clark, logo three, got it, 22 is now number one. Yeah, number one for sure. One DMC with Caitlin Clark, so that was the Iowa women's basketball announcer, not the most exciting call, the TV call is much better. She's phenomenal, we don't need to spend much time on it, but... Did you see the shot she made for the record? I did not. So, all right, we have a we have a game on right there. See the showcase thing right there? Yeah. She pulls up across midcourt from about there, just pulls up and shoots. Would you say, Jerry, it was from downtown? No, no, no. no. That's from like 40 feet downtown. Oh, way downtown. It is. She is so much fun to watch. I read a story that said CNN, NBC, Fox Sports, Fox News, the amount of media that was there last night and the tickets on StubHub were ridiculous on the secondary market. She scored 48 points, which was an Iowa women's game record as she became the all-time women's leading scorer in uh, in, in history. NCAA. Yes. Well, for D1. Yeah, well. We don't that's, count the other that's schools, what, that's Eddie. Yes. And she's got a chance to catch Pistol Correct. Pete. That's right. Was she about 200 Nin- points away? 99. 99 points away. So she's so. going to do it. Oh, she, she might do it in three games. Wait a minute. What What do you mean uh, from Pistol Pete? Pete Maravich, the all-time Division One men's and women's. What? Right there. CBS Sports Network's putting it up for us. So he's first. I didn't know Antoine Davis was second. And then Caitlin Clark is third. Um, but, hmm. yeah, it, it just... I want you to see the highlight. Just it's mesmerizing the way she shoots the ball. She's the one I want to see Steph Curry shoot with tomorrow night. And who's he going I up against? No, I, a, a I, different? I, uh, I don't know. Someone else. Sabrina Man. Ionescu. Who? Sabrina Ionescu. Oh yeah, I remember I tried to pronounce that name though one day. Yeah, did not work out. Great. <laughs> That's okay. Wow. So she could be the all-time college scorer mm-hmm. in Division One. Yeah. Well, men and women. Is Pistol- and she will be unless she gets hurt. She will be. Is Pistol Pete still alive? I don't know. I, I don't think so. We What's his name? Pistol Pete pa- uh, Maravich. Pistol Pete Maravich. I, don't I also know. want to see if he's alive, Jerry. Because uh, if he's, alive, I have a question for him. Uh, he is. 
<laughs> no. Born in... Uh, died in... Wow. He died at the age of 40. Really? That's what this says. Oh, I didn't know that. Pistol Pete, basketball player. I did not know that. He died in 1988. So just wow. the, at the age of 40. That's sad. I was not aware that he was passed. I did see this, though. The... Uh, the Pistol Pete family came out and said, eh, if he got to play against girls, he'd have a lot more points. <laughs> they did not come and say that. <laughs> so, <Stop> and also, <laughs> no no three-pointers. Right. Oh, That's he had right. no three-pointers. In, in college. Right. When and did probably that... in the pros, too, for the did... most of his career. Uh, no. no he... I don't think so. Well, he played for the Jazz. He did play for the Jazz. Al put up his career. So when did the three-pointer come in? In the late 70s? Yeah. So he was still, uh, I thought it was 70, we just did this last week. Wasn't it 76? Is that right? I feel like we just did this. I don't remember now. It says here that uh, after injuries forced his retirement from the game in 1980, Pistol Pete became a recluse for two years. He was searching for life. He had some troubles, Jerry, after after the game, you know, after he didn't get to play basketball. Sounds like the story awful announcing will do about you in seven years. <laughs> he's become a recluse. He's a recluse his whole life. <laughs> he, he might be right about that, Eddie. Pistol Pete tried the practices of yoga and Hinduism. Okay. To try to find the meaning of life. Uh, wow. I don't know that there is a meaning of life, to be yeah. quite honest. Then he became a born-again Christian. And he died of heart failure at the age of 40. That's sad. Heart failure. Heart wow. failure, man. You know, I was telling you about Steve McMichael yesterday. Yes, I did I, see that after you told me about it. And then the article came out yesterday, hospitalized. Um, yeah, he looks horrible. Terrible. It's sad. That is a sad story. Man, that is weird. Like, when you see a guy who's so fragile, who used to be this behemoth of a human. Yeah. Man, I he's know. still hanging in there, Jerry. I hope so. but He is still hanging in there. Let's... Make this happier times, yes, Jerry. Please. A a young man who calls basketball games for Mammoth is a, a listener to the warm up program. I have it. I actually have the call. Oh, because he he reached out and said I was going to play it at six thirty. I could probably play it now if you'd like. If you want to describe what exactly is going on. Well, here. this is uh, this is Nick. I'm going to no chance get this name right. Gian Antonio. Yeah, he does play by play for Rutgers. No, and for Mammoth. I'm sorry. I do it for Rutgers. <laughs> Unless I got fired last night, I wasn't told. Hey, Nick, you might want to go for that Rutgers job. <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> he says, any chance we can highlight the Monmouth basketball game? He's got the buzzer beater. Do you have the buzzer beater, Jerry? Well, here he... comes Collins to trigger the inbound. Here is Xander Rice. And he'll hoist one up for the win. It's good! Xander Rice! A miracle three! Wins it for Mammoth. You know, they beat Campbell. The soup company? No, not the soup company. The Campbell Cadets. Uh, they beat Campbell <laughs> last night. I don't know this. I don't know who they are, but uh, yeah, they beat Campbell by a point or two uh, on the game. There were a couple of good games. Even the uh, the LIU game where you had the FDU kids that got stuck in an elevator, which is weird. So before the game, they were they they went to the game. They go. Mm-hmm. They have to take an elevator to get to the court. I guess so. I've only. I was only at LIU's arena or gym. I think once, and I. I don't remember because I. But I guess the locker rooms must be upstairs where the like the um, the workout gym is. Okay. And I guess they take an elevator down to the floor. It's a nice. It's a nice arena, if I'm remembering it correctly. 
Just a whole bunch of tall guys stuck oh, in an elevator. I might be thinking of LIU Brooklyn, actually. Well, this I don't know. It was in Brooklyn. It was they LIU said, Brooklyn. Yeah. LIU so, Brooklyn. yeah, apparently the elevator wouldn't open. And there's still photos. You got like fire guys, firefighters trying to pry open the door. Like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah, pretty wild. I don't think I've ever got stuck in an elevator for any real. Dude, knock on wood because you got to go down 10 flights later. Any real length of period of time. Well, let's hope not. That's frightening to me. Yeah, I don't. I'd go full panic mode. Uh, you think? I mean, yeah, that is one where God knows what's going to happen. Uh, before we break, if we could circle back to Pistol Pete. Yeah. Not only no no three point line for college. Uh, he only played with one year in the pros. Only one. Well, I knew 70, college. Seventy nine eighty was the, the year they put it in. Come until seventy nine. I thought it was seventy six. Seventy nine eighty, and he that was his last year. But and also for those all those points at LSU, three years he played on the did not wow. he was a freshman those didn't count they couldn't play on varsity how about that so no three pointer three and years three, almost four thousand points years. yeah thirty seven hundred points That's so yes good. great that she's going to break his record but asterisk hmm. well for sure I mean especially when you put it into that context because I would say if I had to give a guess I'd say sixty percent of her points are three pointers. And that doesn't take away. I mean, those no, shots she makes fantastic are fantastic. Yeah. And in the three-pointer, I don't know how many shots. That game is so different back in 1979-80. I don't know how many jump shots they're even taking as much as they're driving to the basket. They got the set shots around the lane. But she's shooting from literally 30 feet out. It's like that with anything, though. Like, we even talk about, like, what would Dan Marino's numbers be? If You're he right. Play, you know, it's like. The game's different. For everything. Correct. The game is different. So we don't know, and that's why it's fun to talk about it, but. Even her nemesis, Jerry, congratulated her. Who's this? The, uh, Reese? Is that yeah, her name? the player from LSU who yeah. they, they battled in the, uh, in the tournament. In the tournament. That's right. She put up a nice congratulations. Pretty wild. I tell you, they, it's, she is like a traveling rock star. She really is. And I did not realize until today she's dating Connor McCaffrey, who is Fran McCaffrey's son, who played at Iowa. He's the coach at Iowa. Uh, I think he just graduated his... Brother Patrick is still playing, but I didn't realize How about that? they How were about dating. That? Well, I was just saying, keep it in the Iowa family. <laughs> I mean, thank you. <laughs> what do we got to get to? What was Boomer talking about yesterday? The downfield? Yeah, illegal man downfield. Eddie just did that to me. So, All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Odyssey Sports Minute. This is very timely. Guess what Amy Lawrence is talking about? This basketball player. Right on. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a minute left or so. What else you got, Al? I was seeing Jerry sources say, sources very high up, that uh, Giselle and that jujitsu instructor were making out on Valentine's Day. I don't like that, Jerry. Shocking. Well, it just makes me think that she was the problem in the relationship. It's, yeah, very possible. Right? Because yeah. her and Tom Brady break up, all of a sudden it's like she's learning jujitsu. Well, remember, was it wasn't going on. long after they broke up, she was uh, frolicking on the beach with him. There was frolicking, Yeah, Jerry. sure was. Now, he's frolicked himself. Yeah. He's done all right. He's got a sour puss on his face for being a guy who's dating Giselle Bunchen. You know what I mean? Like, he looks oh, like the a... the jujitsu guy? Yeah. Mm. He looks like he's miserable. Shouldn't he have a gigantic smile on his face? Well, I Jerry? thought you were going somewhere else there when you said gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Like, he looks like... Unless he's trying to play it cool. Listen, you don't know what that relationship's like. Maybe she's a pain in the butt. Maybe he's a pain in the butt. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.